0: Uh, I'm, I'm thankful because this is the end of our thankful series. and But that doesn't mean that this is the end of our Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, we're just about to kick off Thanksgiving. How many are excited about Thanksgiving? I, this is one of my favorite holidays. I, I think it might be the, my favorite holiday because it requires you to come to the table with some stretchy pants on. <laughs> And get ready to eat some of the best food in the whole entire world. I, I, I'm excited because in our series we have talked about having a thankful heart, a thankful mind. But today I'm going to be talking about having thankful hands. Thankful hands, and I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm not. I, I don't know how I would be. In a fight, I've never been in a fight. anybody ever been in a fight before? Yeah, you know, it's not that I haven't royally ticked people off before. It's just that for some reason, it's never come into into a moment of fight. I'm not sure. I, I took. Like Taekwondo as a kid, I don't know how it'd be if I got into a fight. Probably, I'd probably use a a, a whole lot of uh, backing up and running away strategy that I've learned in Taekwondo. <laughs> but, but I, but I, I can tell you something this morning that that. I, I do try to avoid confrontation as best as I can. Uh, the, the truth is, is that when we get into a, when I get into any kind of battle in life, I, I, I usually, maybe one of my, uh, one, one of the problems I have is I, I'm too good at avoiding the battle. Even whenever I want to fight, even whenever I want to try to engage, sometimes well, you know, I see a problem coming up, and i i start I start bracing for impact, right? And then, whenever whenever it gets to me, then then I I think about it for a long time because I want to make the right decision. And then the the then the the time comes and goes when it's time to make a decision. I kind of turn away and kind of hope that it kind of blows over. And then, how many of you know? It doesn't ever blow over. <laughs> it doesn't blow over. And so then I go back to having to make the decision. I, make a, I try to make a hard decision, the decision I should have made up front. And then, well, I got to be honest with you, it, it's usually too late to make that decision. And I sit around and I complain about how I've run out of time making the decision. And, and then I get so tired of dealing with it and worrying and stressing about it, I act like the problem never happened. Anybody feel what I'm saying yet? And then, and then at the end, at the end, I realized I never stopped and even prayed once about the issue. Not even prayed once about the issue. I feel so ashamed to admit that to you today. But I got to tell you, I am so thankful for a wife that handles business in a completely different way than I usually do. See, my wife, she, can, she knows how to confront that's kind of her 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 thing. She can confront and whenever she goes into a situation, very first thing, she just let's just pray. We pray and then she makes a decisive decision. She like, boom. That's what what we're gonna do, and then and then she vigorously goes out and attacks, and she makes it happen, and then she handles the the, the battle, and she gets the victory just very quickly. I, I mean, she is just like a role model for how to handle business, and I and I thank God uh, this. This week and, and for a long time, actually, but I thank the Lord that I have a wife that is able to get up there and know how to know how to get things done. I'm thankful that I have a I have people around me in this church that know how to know how to throw down. I'm thankful for uh, uh, for being a part of a church that knows how to get a hold of the Lord. Knows how to get a hold of the Lord, and and the truth is, is that 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 many of us could have stood up here and held up a cardboard testimony of moments and times when you got sideswiped, whenever you got uh, in the middle of a battle that you didn't ask for, you you didn't look, you didn't go out there seeking, but you were in the middle of a battle, and you prayed, you got a hold of the Lord. And then God did something amazing. And it happened because you were connected to God and connected to a church family that came around you and loved you and supported you through that. And so today, I, I'm thankful for, for, for you all. And I want to I go in the message today and learn how to do three things with, with our hands. First of all, we're going to learn how to fight. We're gonna learn how to fight. Somebody hold your hands up like this. We're gonna learn how to fight, okay? Then we're gonna learn how to pray, come on. Yeah, this is this is children's church, y'all. We're gonna learn how to pray and we're gonna learn how to praise. We're gonna learn how to fight, we're gonna to to learn how to pray and we're gonna learn how to praise, amen, somebody? All right, well, as we go, I want, I want us to uh, turn into our Bibles to Exodus chapter 17. As you're turning to Exodus chapter 17, I wanna welcome you to follow along in the Bible app. If you go to the menu in the Bible app and click on events, as long as your location services is turned on, then you'll be able to click on Christ's legacy and follow all of our notes today, along with our scriptures and some important upcoming announcements about Christ's legacy. So as you're turning there, uh, we're going to Exodus chapter 17. We're going to jump into uh, verse nine in just a moment. But I also want to say, if you're, if you got your physical Bibles, I love physical Bibles. I read out of a physical Bible all the time. I take notes. I've got notes everywhere. I've got notes on my phone. I've got a, I've got several notebooks. I, I think it's just important, no matter how you take notes, no matter how you engage to make sure that you're tracking what, what the Lord is downloading into your heart and your life so that you can look back. We're going to talk about that later. You can look back and then be encouraged to look forward. You see, as we go to Exodus chapter 17, the the Israelites had just been led out of Egypt by Moses. They had walked a little ways into the wilderness. They were following, uh, following the direction of the Lord. They had crossed over through the Red Sea They had they had already several different struggles. They had just got water out of a rock. I mean, they are living, breathing, walking testimonies of what God wants to do in the hearts and lives of his people. That they can lean on God and God will literally take care of and provide for every need in their life. But they weren't a nation of warriors. They were just a nation of moms and dads and kids. They were a nation of elderly. They were a nation that was just moving through the wilderness together, looking for the promised land that God was going to bring them to. And out of nowhere, the warriors of Amalek perceived them as a threat and sent raiders and attacked them. How many know what it's like just to be wandering around, mind your own business, trying to do what God has called you to do, and then just get attacked by the enemy. Just sideswipe by the enemy of your life. That's where we pick up right there in Exodus chapter 17, verse nine. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. Mm. See, that's kind of what it's like as a Christian. You're just doing whatever you're supposed to do. You're, you're following the leadership of the Lord. You're enjoying the provisions and the blessings of being a Christian. And then out of nowhere, you deal with hardships. You deal, deal with events. You'll, you deal with situations. You deal with diagnosis. You deal with relationship problems. You deal, you deal, you deal, you deal. And it just comes to you. And many people are sitting there saying, shaking your head, because you know what spiritual attacks look like. But there's probably some people out here that that aren't super spiritual. You try to, you try to stay out of that stuff. You, you, just, you just think to yourself, well, I I'm under some kind of attack. I, it's probably not an attack. It's just the way things work. I just don't I don't have very good luck. Can I stop you right there? I think that as the children of God, we have to stop and recognize that we can come under attack from an enemy of our lives that we don't just believe in a good God that loves us, but we also know that there's an enemy of our lives that seeks nothing but to kill, steal, and destroy. And and, and we need to understand also that, that you don't have to do anything in order to deserve what you're getting. Somebody needs to hear this today. You need to understand because you're sitting there wondering, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? Why is this happening to me? But I need you to understand that the world hated Jesus. And it doesn't need a reason to hate you if you love him. The world hates you. I'm sorry if that depresses you this morning. But the world hates you. And the reason it hates you is because you are not of this world. You have been born again. You have bought, been bought with a price. You're His child. You have come out of the world, and you are now a child of light and a child of dark, and not a child of darkness. And because of that, you hate the things that, of this world and the things that the world represents, and you love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, and mind and strength. And that is the only reason that the enemy needs to come in and attack your life. Many people came into being a believer because you thought at some point that, that being a believer was going to be easier than being an unbeliever. Yeah, right. I, 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 that's not the way it works. But can I tell you this morning that I wouldn't change one thing. Because when we're a believer, when we love the Lord with everything that we have, then we walk in his peace, we walk in his joy, we walk in his healing, and we can walk knowing that the end is not the end. It's the beginning. This morning, when we look at Moses and what he did, we see that he decided he was going to fight the front on two, he was going to fight the battle on two fronts. The very first front he was going to fight is he was going to fight the, the front down in the valley. He was going to throw hands. He, so he called Joshua, he said, Joshua. Matter of fact, this is the first time we run into Joshua in the Old Testament. And 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 it's, it's appropriate that we run into Joshua in a military action. Joshua is a young general. He goes, and he, because of Moses, he followed Moses' command, and he, and he says, okay, I'm going to go find some men to fight this battle. But then Moses said the second front is very simple. I'm going to crawl up on that hill. I'm going to hold the staff of God, and I'm going to pray. And so today, we're going to find out how to, how to use our hands to fight. See, it's time to fight. And I think that when we go through moments in our lives, I thank God that that we don't serve a God that says that whenever the fight comes to us, it's time to roll over. We we don't serve a God that says whenever the fight comes to us, we should just sit around and talk talk about our feelings. I'm not saying feelings aren't important, but there's a time to talk about them and there's a time to fight. I'm glad that we don't serve a God that that says just just let the enemy do whatever he's gonna do, and then then once he's done, we're gonna we're gonna fix things. That's not the way that God has called us to react in the midst of an attack. See, Moses called this new general Joshua out to go and attack. He was decisive. He was decisive. He didn't call a committee. see what people wanted to do. He knew that the attack was coming to him. And so he decided that tomorrow we're going to fight. And I am glad that, that, that we can, we can determine that we're going to get up and that we're going to make a plan. And that we're going to, we're going to go into action That we have more than just a a spiritual faith, but we have a faith that is holistic, a faith that is body, mind, and spirit. And the faith that we have in God translates into actions in our life. Sometimes people get so spiritual that they forget that, that they live in a physical world. And, and we are called not just, to, not just to kneel and pray, but to also to, to go into action. And, and, and when we commit our action to God, then he will take that commitment and move on. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 16.3 tells us, commit your action to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your action to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. See, there is a, uh, there is a dependency right there. See, when we commit, it's then that our plans will succeed. But, but we shouldn't make plans of action just hastily and rashly. Right? When we when we're in the middle of attack, regardless of what that attack looks like, maybe it's a financial attack from the enemy. Maybe it's attack on our health. Maybe it's an attack on our children. Maybe, maybe it's situations and circumstances in, in, in our job. And whatever that attack looks like, we should stop and we should determine that whatever that whatever that attack is we don't react thoughtlessly or carelessly or overconfidently in a way that that doesn't bring God into the situation but instead we should always look for God's plan and purpose in the midst of that attack. If our actions and motives are right then we can commit then to to our plan to to the Lord and we will be sure that when we commit that plan to the Lord that the, the Lord is leading us into, we can be sure that that will take us into a, into a places of victory. But if you're like me, you sometimes you need a, a, a few reminders of how to to move decisively in the moments of an attack. And so here are five ways that you can bring uh, decisive action in your life when it comes to being attacked by the enemy. Number one, we can clarify the problem, clarify the problem. See, the Bible tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, the rules of, of darkness. How many know that that whenever something happens in your life, it's, it's usually not the thing that's happening. It's something that you can't see. Whenever we're dealing with sickness, it's not it's not the body; it's a spiritual thing. Whenever we're dealing with 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 issues in our relationship, we can we can know that there's a there's a spiritual component there that's so important. When we know that that out of nowhere that that there's a financial obligation that, that hits our lives we weren't expecting, and all of a sudden there's stress and strain on our marriage, we can know that this is not just a a financial issue, but it's also also a spiritual issue, and if we don't take a moment to recognize that we live in a not just a physical world, but also a spiritual world, we have already lost one of the one of the uh, the components of a, an attack on our lives. But when we realize that we deal with a spiritual thing, then we can help to clarify the problems uh, that, that's going on. Well, we really have spiritual battles. If we start from the idea that there is a spiritual issue then we can immediately go to the Lord and ask him to help us see the spiritual problem. And and when we decide that we're going to trust God and, and, and break down, the, we can begin to break down the issue to the smallest components so that we can have the best understanding of what's happening. Many times we feel as believers overwhelmed with situations and circumstances with our lives because it's too complicated and it's too big of a problem. How many of you are glad that that we serve a God that there is no problem that's too big for him? But there are plenty of problems that are too big for us. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, I will tell you right now, I get stressed out and overwhelmed whenever I have to transition my kids from waking up in the morning to getting somewhere. Okay my wife is an amazing hero yet again because she every Sunday morning gets all the kids ready and gets to church and looks like she didn't just come out of a tornado like I would okay but but when we when we step back and ask the Lord to clarify the problem then you can begin to see the steps that you can take that are necessary in order to deal with situations and circumstances Number two, we set clear goals. Set clear goals. If you're writing this down, this is so important. Now that you see the problem clearly, both spiritually and physically in the natural world, you pray and you ask the Lord what he wants you to do. And this is a step oftentimes that we we miss. We step back. We look at the situation and the circumstance. We're good at analyzing things. We're good at trying to figure out because that's called, in some ways, complaining. There's lots to complain about. We can see all the little things, all the tasks that we have to do with problems but to step back and realize that it's not just our goals that are that are important it's the goal that the lord would have for us we can pray and ask him to show us what he wants for our lives so so when he reveals them to us then we can set those his goals up for us and then and then when we've decided that that his goals are the best, we can realize that greater is he that it is in us than he that is in the world. And we don't have to be worried about how big the goal is because we know how big our God is. I am grateful and thankful that whenever I sit down and begin to set the goals that God wants for me, I don't have to worry about how wonderful that goal sounds or how big that goal is or how impossible that goal is for me to reach because the Lord can do anything that he wants to do in order to cause me to reach, not my goal, but his goal for my life. And I'm so thankful and grateful for it. Number three, we evaluate options. Evaluate our options. Sometimes there's a clear pathway forward. And that is so easy. So easy. When when a uh, we have a, a sick child. It's a clear pathway for we pray. We, we do what James tells us, go to the elders of the church, have them anoint your head with oil and pray a, a prayer of faith and, a, a, and the effective fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. And then, and then we go to the doctor. How many know that God gave us doctors? It's okay to go to a doctor. I praise God for doctors and medicine. That's a clear pathway forward. But it's, a, it's not a clear pathway forward when, let, let's, say, let's say a parent is sick. And, and you're set and you have to take care of your parent. Especially when that parent doesn't want to move in with you. They want to, they, they, they can't live on their own. And they can't live with you because they don't want to. Or maybe they do want to and you don't want to. anyway. That sometimes is not a clear pathway forward. And it's very complicated at heart. But you sit back and you evaluate all of your options. And many times believers, we get, we get confused because we're not willing to entertain the options that the Lord puts in front of us because we don't think it's an option, because we think it's impossible. But our God is a God that can do the impossible. And so when we... Write down all the variables when we look at all of our options, we can have peace in our hearts and joy in our lives because we know that every option can be on the table when God comes into the moment. And number four, we make timely decisions. This is the part I usually struggle with. I sit there and I worry and I think and I want to make a perfect plan and I, I want to do the best I can, and and then by the time it comes to make a decision. Like when the waiter's there and he asks me what he wants for the third time and I'm like, I'm still looking. I'm sorry, it's a big menu. (laughs) Okay, I say, just what would you get? And then I end up eating that. But when, when real hard stuff comes in our lives, we don't oftentimes have the luxury of doing that. I, I've always enjoyed this quote from General uh, George Patton. He says, a good plan violently executed now is a better plan, uh, is a better than a, a perfect plan next week. <laughs> I want you to know that, that when we trust God, In our lives, we can go out and violently execute a plan and know that God is going to be there and help us with His Spirit and anointing to navigate through those circumstances and situations in our lives. And number five, we take responsibility. If the plan works, we praise God. That's easy. If the plan doesn't work, we try something new and we praise God. That's pretty easy too. But we take the responsibility that it's our it's our responsibility to trust God and to keep on doing what God has called us to in the midst of a battle. When you're in a fight, you don't quit. When you're in a fight, you don't give up. When you're in a fight, you don't stop moving forward. You don't. Uh, quit on your family. You don't quit on your relationship. You don't quit in your job. You don't quit no matter what you keep on moving and you keep on trusting God. Because how many of you know that you're not just fighting for yourself, but you're fighting and you're giving an example for your kids of how to deal with battles in your life that they've never fought before. How many of you know that whenever you're dealing with a battle that people are watching you and that you, uh, that your actions and your ability can, can inspire faith and somebody else that the battle that you're facing right now is a battle that somebody else is going through and maybe just maybe your victory is tied to theirs and their victory is tied to yours and whenever you walk through that battle you trust God and everybody can have a victory because you were faithful when we do these five things we can be thankful for the Lord for helping us learn how to use our hands to fight those battles I don't want us to forget, though, that we're not just in a natural battle. We're also in a spiritual battle. So we're going to use our hands to pray. Turn to somebody and say, we're going to pray. All right. All right. So the army woke up the next morning. This throw-together, ragtag bunch of men woke up, and they decided that they were going to go down into the valley. We're going to take the, the, the fight to the uh, Amalek warriors. And They did. But there was another battle going on at the same time. You see, Moses, Aaron and her navigated up that little hill. And Moses determined that he was going to raise the staff of God, holding it above his head, and he was going to purpose that He was going to pray and see the success and the victory that they were going to be committed, not because of might, not because of power, but because of the spirit of the Lord God Almighty. Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 10, that's where we pick up this part. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became too, so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset, until sunset. This is an amazing passage of scripture. This is so the rich. It's hard for me to even know how to, where to go because I could go in so many places. It is, it's such a beautiful picture because how many of you know that when you're in the midst of a battle, it's not just what you do, but who you call on. That's so important. As a matter of fact, the real fight was happening up on that hill as Moses held up his hands. See, that physical fight on the ground with the troops, but the spiritual battle was up on that hill with Moses and his little prayer team, Aaron and Her. As long as Moses held up that staff, the power of God flowed, and Israelites won. But when Moses' arms started getting tired and droopy, when he started letting that that staff fall down, then the Malachites would gain that advantage. And and that means that that Israel's victory depended on their their dependence upon God's power and not on that sword. Let me say it again in a different way. When we're fighting the battle, the battle is not won by how smart we are or the number of resources we have, or how sophisticated our network is, or the strategy that we have, or our long-term game, or, 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 or any other thing. The battle that we fight is going to be determined if it's won or lost, whether we're going to trust and depend on the Lord, or whether we're going to trust and what we've got going on in our own lives. I want to show you that Psalm chapter 20 verse 7 says, Some nations boast of their chariots and horses. Some nations boast in their chariots and horses. What kind of chariots and horses do you have this morning? What kind of chariots and horses do you have? But we, those that are dependent upon the Lord... Those that are are twice born, blood-bought, redeemed of the Lord, those people boast in the name of the Lord, their God. What kind of chariots and horses do you have this morning? Uh, Are are you trusting in in your own plans? Are you trusting in your own strength? Are you trusting in the strength of your relationship with your husband and your wife? Are you trusting in in your kids? You know, the smart kid that's going to retire you both. Or are you trusting in the Lord, your God? See, the Israelites decided That there was one thing that they were going to trust. They they decided that there was just one thing. They were going to boast in the Lord their God. Friend, I don't care how well or how bad you have it. If you have the Lord, you have the one thing that's going to get you through every battle of your life. But I'm going to be honest with you. It would be nice if you just went and you knelt down and you prayed and you asked the Lord to do something in your life and the Lord said, oh, okay. And he just did it for you. That doesn't sound much like a battle, does it? How many of you know that battles usually go longer than what you want them to go? Oh, man. Battles go a long time sometimes. Matter of fact, there are some people in here that have been fighting battles for years. And when you're fighting battles... I mean, you know you get tired from holding up that rod, from holding on and trying to depend on the Lord because, because sometimes you get discouraged, sometimes you get lonely, sometimes you feel like you're depressed. Sometimes you start getting a little a little upset, a little uh, a little tired. You just want to sit down and take a break from the battle and, and, and you start dropping your hands and the battle seems to be not going your way. But that's why you and I have such a wonderful fellowship of believers in this room right here. Of people that love you and encourage you and are willing to roll up a rock up underneath you so that you can have a seat but still keep your hands up. And when you're so tired that you can't even hold your hands up, they come next to you on either side. They begin to hold their hands up on either side of you and pray alongside with you. How many of you are thankful for a prayer partners right now that you've got? As a matter of fact, right now, if I ask somebody if they had a cardboard testimony of a person in this room that have come alongside of them and blessed them and helped them, I want let's do that right now. Would you just point at you at somebody right now that that you are thankful for because they love you and they have partnered in prayer with you at some point? Somebody point at somebody else right now who is partnered with who, and we got hand, we got fingers going all over this place. You know why? Because we're a church that is made up of Aaron's and hers. We're, we're a church that loves you enough to come alongside of you in the, in the problem and the trial and the situation that you've got going on in your life and is willing to partner with you in prayer. And it's so important for two reasons. Why? Because, first of all, you love them because they're part of your family. But the second reason is, is because they're going to be the ones praying for you whenever stuff goes wrong in your life. Amen. Yes. See, Moses didn't know how, to, how long that fight was going to be. If we look, we find out that Moses got up in the morning and started doing that. And the fight went on and on and on through sunset. But finally, finally, the battle was won and we read we read in Exodus chapter 17 verse 13 as a result Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle now i need somebody to understand it wasn't just a result of Joshua and the soldiers down there fighting they had to fight the battle they had to go to war They had to do the things in the physical that they had to do in order to receive the victory. But how many of you know that Moses, Aaron, and Ur had to be up on that hill to pray in order for for Joshua to experience the victory down in the valley? I need somebody to understand today that you don't know how long that battle is going to take, but the result of the battle doesn't necessarily just depend on what happens in the natural down in the valley. It's it's what happens uh, on the side of your bed when you take a knee or whenever you come down to these altars, whenever you pray and you cry your heart out to the Lord or whenever you're on the phone with a prayer partner and you are praying and crying together over the phone. The Lord knows exactly what we need and partners with us in those times of prayer and goes to battle with us. And as a result of that physical battle, as a result of that spiritual battle, Joshua overwhelmed that army. As a result of making good decisions, as a result of praying and battling spiritual warfare, you will overwhelm your spiritual attack. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. That's why the Lord put that on my heart. See, your battle is won if you trust in Jesus. When you depend on him, when your plan, when you depend on him, the plan that you make will overwhelm that enemy. I I, I wonder, I wonder sometimes, if we 're thankful if we 're thankful for the Lord for giving us those victories in our lives, I, as a matter of fact i i, I don 't really have to ask that because I know that you 're thankful but but what happens next sometimes is the most important thing, even more important than receiving the victory from the Lord. I, I need somebody to understand that what happens next is the one thing that I think so many people forget about and what what detracts from your from your, vic- your future victories. You don't even know it. You're not receiving a victory in the future because you're f- forgetting to do something now here. Uh, and we're going to go to Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 14, and find what that is. After, after the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a, somebody say, permanent reminder And read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, they have raised their fists against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. I need somebody to understand this, that that we don't just lift our hands to fight. We don't just lift our hands to pray, but we also lift our hands to praise. We have a Jehovah Nisi, Yahweh Nisi. The Lord is our banner. And many times when we find ourselves in the spiritual attacks and we have the victory, we just throw our Hands up and we say thank you, Jesus, and then we walk off and we forget to make a permanent reminder in our lives that the Lord is our banner. That's right. Because when we when we remind ourselves the Lord is our banner, then we don't just know how to how to look forward, we look back at the past victory so that we can look forward at a future victory in Jesus our Lord. See, what is a banner? What is that banner? <laughs> Moses has just dealt with a a battle. Moses is speaking in in military terms. A banner is something that the troops understand that they they can rally underneath. That's a representation of the thoughts and the beliefs of the nation for which the banner is. And when you and I, when we say thank you to the Lord, and we remember that the, that the Lord is our banner, then that's a signal that you and I as soldiers of Christ can come up underneath that banner, and we can know that he's already given us a victory in the past, and we can look forward to the victory that he has for us in the future. Somebody say amen to that. See, I think that so many times... That hey, you and I don't do a very good job of reminding ourselves what the Lord has overcome for us in the past. How many of you know that 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 we could each one of us stand up here and tell of miracle after miracle that the Lord has done in our lives? Amen. But whenever we get under attack, it's hard for us to look back because that's all we can think about. We feel with our feelings. We get overwhelmed. We get knocked off balance and we start trying to deal with situations and circumstance instead of of getting calm and getting still and remember that there is no weapon formed against us that will prosper. That when the Lord, uh, when, when, when the devil tries to come and scatter us, the Lord is calling us to come together up underneath him because it's, in the midst of that community, in the midst of that network, in the midst of that family of God, that we all rally under and we find the victory together. How many know that whenever you go through situations, circumstance, when you face a battle in your life, sometimes you feel all alone. Sometimes you feel pushed out. Sometimes you feel scattered. Sometimes you feel like you gotta handle this all on your own. But the Lord wanted a permanent reminder to Joshua, to the rest of the nation of Israel, to Moses, that he's the banner. The Lord wanted a a permanent reminder that he's their victory and that from now on, that battle that they faced, that's his battle now. That's his battle. Don't you pick it up again, it's his battle. You don't have to fight the Malachites again. Not like you did just now, it's his battle. From generation to generation, they're gonna be sorry that they were ever born. I think some people in this place have forgotten that the Lord is your banner and that you can come here into this church and you can find an Aaron and a herd. You can find a Joshua that's going to come along inside, aside you and is going to assist you in the middle of the battles that you're going through. There's some people hurting right now because the, you're experiencing battle and it's got you all knocked uh, 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 apart. You're hurting. You're stressed out. You have anxiety. You can't sleep through the night. And the Lord is calling you. He's calling after you. he's saying, my son, my daughter, would you just trust me? Would you just look back in your life and see that I have, I have fixed every problem. I've held your hand through every circumstance. I am Yahweh Nisi, Jehovah Nisi. I am your banner. If you just trust me, come up underneath me and you will have the victory. Would you stand up all over this place? See, there's some people in this place right now that needs a prayer partner, that needs a, an Aaron, needs a her. If you're a prayer partner this morning, would you come forward right now? Would you, would you make yourselves available to receive some people that are in the midst of a battle? See, because if you're in the midst of the battle, you, you feel all alone, but there's something that you have to understand that, that we as a church are going to stand by your side. We're going to hold up your hands and we're going to pray and we're going to believe that the Lord is going to do something in your life so that you can have that victory that you've been after. So in just a moment, as we go to the Lord and we worship him, because there are also some people that need to worship the Lord and remind yourself and make that personal thing in your mind, that reminder, that permanent reminder in your mind that the Lord is your banner. You need to, you need to praise the Lord for what he has already done. As we go into this time of worship, let's worship the Lord with everything that we got. Let's allow our hearts to be filled with gratitude. Let's remember that our hands are not just for fighting, not just for praying, but also for praising the Lord in every circumstances of our life. I want to invite you right now all over this place. If you have a need that you need prayer, would you just begin to step out right now? Would you just begin to step out right now? You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to just just begin to step out right now as we go to worship. And let's worship the Lord. If there's anybody in this place that you feel all alone and you feel tired and you have been doing everything that you can to do, to fight, but you just realize right now that you don't have a a relationship with your, your Lord and Savior with Jesus, It's been so long that that you trust Him, that you're not even sure that you have a relationship or maybe you haven't even ever asked Him. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand all over this place? I wanna pray with you right now. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. Looking all over, just one moment. I see you, yes, thank you. Thank you, I see you. Looking all over. We're gonna pray right now. Father, you see this hand that has been raised. I pray, God, that you would bless them, Lord. Remove every ounce of sin and shame in their life, Lord, and replace it, Lord, with your joy that comes in the morning, Lord. I pray, God, that you would be their Lord and their God and that they would win in every battle that they fight because they they trust in you. we we'll give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Let's thank God for that one hand that was raised this morning. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to know that if we are a church that learns how to throw up our hands and fight, if we are a church that learns how to put up our hands and praise, if we are a church that knows how to throw up our hands and praise, then we're going to be a church that knows how to win some battles this morning. And let me tell you, we're going to win a lot of battles this morning. Some battles just got won. How many believe that? same man? Amen. Because we're a church that finds God, that gives hope, and that does life together. Let's go together and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. God bless you.